right, we're here with Nina, who is hosting a little Tuesday get-together. And she has gone all out. Yep, she's done the fancy charcuterie thing. <gasps> Look at those solid maple serving boards. So classy. And those gold room side plates? Gorgeous. Oh, you're absolutely right. And she got it all at Marshall's for way less. Even the cheese? No, not the cheese, but that to die for sequin top. Marshalls? Yep, Marshalls. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshalls. Yo, yo. I go by the name I'm of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one will. It's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me Subwoofer. Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people of the Tyler, people of the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey. Sam Spin, the one and twos. I am broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is going to be presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. Eight locations here in San Antonio. Make sure you visit their website at hazelskyonline.com where you can shop for the comforts of your own home and you can check out all their amazing products as well. And this first segment of the day is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. They offer all the name brand and racket and apparel, and they offer same-day racket restringing and repair as well. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. 736-976. Like always, if you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Anything that I'm touching on today that you want to give your opinion on, feel free to do that. Just be patient during the breaks and the segments. And like always, get to the phone calls accordingly. What's up, Sam? Not much, my man. How we doing? Uh, doing all right. Uh, doing all right. Just soaked. Just feel like I walked through a typhoon just to get to the end of the building. I don't even know if I own an umbrella anymore, to be honest with you. But it's like, you know, we knew it was going to be like that. But all of a sudden, the downpour um, getting in. And it's the worst when, you know, it's the water doesn't really drain. So you're walking in. And it's the day you wore socks and you got shoes. So mm. you walk and you get that weapon. Like, yeah. Well, it is what it is. It's Mother Nature. Um, like I said, we go through droughts down here, but <clears throat> when it rains, usually we get in flood situations. So hopefully, uh, I haven't looked at the weekend forecast, but hopefully um, it's nothing really uh, dangerous going on. Remember, like they always say, turn around, don't drown. Um, I know it sounds cliche, and people are like, yeah, whatever. But then every day on the news at night, you see somebody getting having to get hauled off, and then the rescue crews in jeopardy, and <clears throat> somebody gets stuck in that way. So uh, water is one of the most powerful things they say on earth. It can move a lot of things. Uh, it's enough of it. But with that said, uh, there are some things we've got to end the uh, week with, uh, sports-related. Um, just a uh, quick update on the uh, the show front and the business-wise. As we know, well know, in the last week, we're going through a transition period here on the show. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> the producer element of it has been um, nailed down. Um, we'll be, um, I will be announcing that probably sometime next week. Um, they'll be starting a week from Monday, uh, this coming up Monday. So um, I'll be letting y'all know sometime mid next week, probably when we make that announcement. So make sure you uh, tune in uh, to get that. And then, um, 
you know, the uh, second part of that uh, to the host will be handling that uh, shortly after that. So that's the update on the business side. Other than that, we got some things to get to. Uh, like I said, we've got uh, the NBA Finals, which we'll start with there. But, of course, that's the obvious. you got the Suns taking a commanding 2-0 lead over the Bucks, despite Giannis' 42 points. We'll jump into that here shortly. Uh, we've got... I know we jinxed him. We got uh, James Harden and I got a little baby. I just brought him up yesterday. And then when I got home, I was like, what? Heard this start circling a ticket. I'm like, man. And, you know, if you haven't heard James Harden, rapper, one of the top rappers right now, young up-and-coming rappers, little baby, forgot what his government name was. Uh, I had it and I totally forgot. But um, they were detained. They were over in Paris for Fashion Week. Uh, They were over there. Car was stopped. Over there, they kind of smelt the odor of marijuana. They uh, talked to James Harden. He wasn't detained. Uh, but as of yesterday, around 6, 7 o'clock our time, I still heard they still had uh, the rapper Little Baby detained. Has he got out? Yeah, he, he finally he got, got he out. He got out. Yeah, you know, a lot of um, – and, again, those two right there, I, the James, I mean – I read about that relationship between those two. I mean, evidently, James has a good ear for music. Um, supposedly, he, you know, I know, you know, Lil Baby had a birthday party like a year ago or last year. I know he gave him like a quarter mil, I think, for his birthday and a watch. And So James is really, he, he loves him some Lil Baby. But I think I've heard that James has got a passionate for music and he gives Baby a little advice. But so it doesn't shock me that they're over in Paris uh, for Fashion Week together. But I will tell you, this is the type of thing, sitting little baby to the side. Because the crazy thing about it is a lot of ball players and rappers, entertainers, like, you know, even though we've had marijuana laws, um, you know, kind of loosen up in this country, I mean, there are star parts of the country, which I didn't know it was that damn legal over there. You can't do it illegal over there. But there's other countries that people go over there and you're so used to over here. And when you get pulled over a tour bus or a car, it's like, wait, I'm actually going to go to jail for this? Because I heard in Dubai – they tell you straight up, don't even try to bring weed and smoke over there. You know, that's the big baller thing to do to take a trip to Dubai. There's people that's been locked up over there. You get your ass get locked up over there. You can't. It's going to be hard to get. You got to get a government involved to get your ass up out of there. If you take they take that stuff serious. So I've known that. Didn't know it was like that in Paris. But this is the type of thing I think that fuels the James Harden haters out there. Because granted, season's over. You know, they've been done playing now for going on already a few weeks now. It is his off time, but, you know, he wasn't at 100%. I mean, we know how the whole season started for him. But, you know, you get injured because, again, it looks like, you know, you you know decided to eat your way out of Houston and not show up in camp. Then you deal with this hamstring issue. But it's like he's he's – you know, it's crazy because I just think in that time and, you know, kind of what you do, you you just kind of wonder, like, it's their time. They got lives to live. But I think the haters that hate on James be like, look, I mean, does he really care? He's over there fashion week. This and this. Now, granted, they've had a few weeks to play, but I think when he gets involved in certain things like that, it questions, you know, people that have a reason to hate on, like, how committed he is or whatever. You know, you're not going to. I mean, LeBron makes a lot of moves, but guys like LeBron and all that, you're not going to see them get themselves caught up. And a situation like that overseas is regardless of the relationship or whatever relationship was uh, with uh, little baby. But that's one of those things. I mean, he wasn't arrested, but of course it was news. It made, you know, sports wave news. It made the five o'clock sports center news because it's James Harden. 
you know, and it's evolved in that. I mean, hell, I think he's been made regular world news, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's that's kind of going on that front. Also, NFL, um, XFL and the CFL uh, have decided to kind of cut off talks. And they were talking about some type of joint league together for the last six months or so, eight months. Um, I guess talks then kind of fell off. And the XFL says, we will return in 2023. So basically two years from now. Now, I've I've shared my opinion on the whole new football leagues coming up, getting started um, over the years. There's been a few of them. Even we had one in our backyard that kind of folded quickly. But uh, it goes back to why I say it is a challenge. And, you know, this is actually because remember Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, is the guy that kind of stepped up to the plate and, and bought the rights to the XFL from McMahon and the crew. You know, probably got a good deal. You know, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, made a lot of money for Vince McMahon. Um, for you wrestling yahoos out there, you know how I feel about wrestling. But he made a lot of money uh, for Vince, so I know he got a good deal on the property and everything in XFL. Um, I don't know if I look at it as really bad news because the good news is like I know that at least with Dwayne Johnson and his crew, they're not rushing just to kind of put something out there. Um, just to have a league. I mean, it was news when they bought it. Um, I knew it was going to be up to a challenge because regardless whether you don't compete against the NFL, the season starts after the regular NFL season, after college football, any other league besides professionally taking college away, even though people think college is damn near a farm system for the NFL, you take that away it, besides college and people look at – it is, if it's not the NFL, it's hard to get behind it. And whether people think it's, you know, it's uh, gimmicky. I know the CFL, I mean, remember, I think they shut, they shut their whole season down last year with COVID. They're just now about to get started uh, back. They've been not operating. They didn't even have a season with no fans or no nothing. They just canceled the whole league. So um, that's the one league <clears throat> that is Canadian football, but that's the one league that has kind of stood the test of time. Um, because they kind of did it, you know, there's a certain way they went about doing it. But for football leagues in this country that are professional, you're up against it. I mean, you're, you're up against it because it's just the nature of how strong the NFL came. I mean, I can see them working. I don't knock the XFL or the CFL trying to come together because it's kind of simple. You know, you always hear these stats going, oh, before the merger, before the merger. You know, the NFL before it merged with the AFL and we became the NFC and the AFC. So I could see them kind of working. But when you have two entities that are really separate, that really, you know, Canadian Football League is a little bit more established. And I know they probably looking at it like, look, man, y'all are y'all are on your second owner of this XFL. Y'all on the second stand. It crashed again, whether it was your fault because of COVID hit at the time it was supposed to launch. It's just bad timing. But at the end of the day, it's failed twice already. Canadian Football League, hell, they CFL, they've been around, what, Sam, maybe like 40 years already? Yeah, at least, at least. 40 at years, least. 50 years. I mean, you go back to Warren Moon cutting his teeth in over there when he couldn't get a job over here. Um, so they probably looked at it like, ah, you know, I, I just look at it as negotiations going south. Damn, it goes all the way. It started in 1958. Well, you see what I'm saying? I would have never guessed that. Me neither. I was thinking late I, 70s. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have been right there with you. So there, there you go. There you go. So I see, you know, Dwayne Johnson and his crew working. But it doesn't surprise me that talk, because this is really what this is. I mean, talks kind of stalled, 
and they couldn't come to an agreement. And it's like, okay, you know what? We might as well roll out this right. So we need a little bit more time to regroup. So we're not going to launch until 2023. You know, so you got that going on. Travis Kelsey has spoke about the Super Bowl loss. There's a lot of chatter starting to come out of that team that pretty much got lumped up last February, this past February. But Travis Kelsey has spoke on the loss finally. We'll talk about that. We've got uh, some Swaycon Barkley news, Giants running, running back. We've got Cam Newton news as well, too. We'll get into that as well. You listen to the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin, Sam, spinning the one and two, 736-9760. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studio, 736-9760. And this next segment is going to be presented by Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, Tiger Sanitation is a great company to work for. They do a lot of things for the San Antonio people and surrounding communities as well. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. He's about to start his stay date at Vegas or Usher. I got a I got a guy, one of my good friends. He diehard usher, whatever. He wanted the trip to go. Maybe thinking about going out to Vegas. I was like, I'd be going for other reasons. I'm not, I mean, I like Usher, but you know, but uh, I like Usher, but seeing him live yeah. is a completely different experience. It's amazing. Really, it re- like we you seen him, him in concert. Before? Yeah, he played. Uh, he played after the Formula One race a few years ago. Oh, it was okay. supposed to be the weekend, but then he had to back out, and uh-huh. so. They ended up getting the roots uh, to open up for Usher, and then Usher's whole set—the wow. roots were his backup, like his backing band. Damn, it was amazing. Well, yeah, you got—I mean, you amazing. got the price. You got it two for the price of one. Anytime you see the roots, too, that's big time. See, and, roots and, is- and we were going like we had kind of said, like, yeah, we'll hang around for a couple Usher songs, but we were uh-huh. going, you know, staying after the race just to see the roots. And oh, then okay. when we realized they were going to be his backing band for the whole set, we were like, yeah, we're not leaving. This yeah. is, it was yeah. so good. Yeah. Now, the Roots is a real deal. They tour more than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, now it's a little bit different, though, because they, they land that gig with Jimmy Fallon. That's that's, that's big-time yeah, that money there, man. Yeah, down a Hell little bit on yeah. the touring. Hell yeah, because Jimmy take care of them. That's big money they getting on that show. Uh, but anyway, um, also today as well, too, last night this started to trickle down because I saw, well, it could possibly be Jeopardy this way. But the Tyson Fury and Wilder Part 3 – is suspended indefinitely to further notice. And this is allegedly over COVID. Now, when I first heard this earlier today, there was there was rumors starting to float that the fight could be in jeopardy, okay, due to the fact of COVID issues. Then by the time 6 o'clock um, rolled around, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time around our time, then it started to surface the details of that um, – you know, Fury and his camp, he's kind of the culprit, allegedly, that has tested positive for COVID. He got vaccinated, but he didn't go back allegedly. I don't know if this has been confirmed or not, but allegedly he hasn't gone. He didn't go back to get his second shot. That's what somebody's reporting that. Yes, he's the guy. He was vaccinated, but he didn't go back to follow him in the second shot. But then, of course, 
me sitting, you know, late night in front of my computer thinking about different things. And after the final, I started thinking, as I was reading more of this, I was like, we ain't got no funny business going on here. Because do we? Because remember, this isn't really the fight that Fury wanted in part three. And remember when we came in here, we talked about the fact that Wilder's camp pulled rank. They went to a judge, say, hey, man, we got this contract. No, he's got to fight me. Because it was Joshua, right, Is it, that he, that Fury was supposed to fight, which right. I wanted to see that one instead of Wilder again, part three. And then all of a sudden, you know, as they maybe are getting ready to get into the full, you know, camp, the promotion, starting all this before it goes, all of a sudden this COVID hits. But then it started drawing me back to like, well, wait a minute. Fury didn't really want to fight Wilder again from the get-go. This was almost a forced move by the courts. Is somebody, is, is somebody, is COVID, is this kind of a, a misdirection? But I was thinking like, well, you know, you'd have to have tests. I mean, I mean, Wilder's camp, if they thought, if they were in my head and they were thinking anything fishy, they could go ahead and prove it to a, hey, man, this is the positive negative test. But um, things happen for a reason, man, you know? I mean, maybe the boxing guys didn't want to see this again either. I don't know. You know, to me, it's going to be interesting. I think eventually they're going to have to probably make this fight. But I, I wanted him to fight Joshua anyway from the get-go. Yeah, I think they're targeting early October for a reschedule with Wilder. That's not that bad. No, I think That's I saw so October 9th was the That's not I that saw. bad. I mean, because when I'm thinking, when I hear suspended and definitely or off, I didn't hear that update, but I'm thinking like they could push this down to early 2022 or revisit down that that's what I started thinking. But if you tell me that they've kind of already said it would probably be in, you said October. Yeah, because yeah, there's fine. uh there's the Pacquiao fight in August and then Canelo's in September. And so I think they would take that uh, October slot. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's not too bad, but yeah, I mean, and we've, I mean, it's not, you know, I know COVID is the headliner thing, but we've seen, you know, guys that, you know, hurt their wrist during camp or, you know, get injured in sparring and, and, you know, fights have been held off or canceled. So it was just the idea of COVID and people were like, well, wait a minute, how could it be, you know, um, you know, how could it be Fury when he's been vaccinated? Well, didn't go back and get the second shot. You know, that's like, that's like AC. Like I, we're having this conversation the other day. It's like, you know, she was not sure about the vaccine, the vaccine, being vaccinated. I haven't been vaccinated. I don't think, I don't have any plans. I have to see, you know, I'm not around that many different people. I still wear my mask and be like, you know, that we're still, this stuff is still real. Cause you got some people that are not vaccinated, but it's just like, Hey man, okay. I don't have to wear a mask tomorrow. Good. That's not cool. But however, AC was just sitting there. All of a sudden I came home one day and she's like, yeah, you know, our neighbor down the street, I bumped into him at, at Walgreens. And he was telling me how he, you know, lost some family with this and the COVID thing. Are you vaccinated? They start thinking. And all of a sudden she came home that day with a shot. She got her first shot. And I was like, okay, I'm good for you. But damn, you've been at it. Like you're saying you want to get it. And this guy, a neighbor down the street tells you, tells you the story and you just go get a shot right there. I'm like, damn, man, anybody can convince you. I told her last night, I say, man, you, you can live in Alaska and somebody say you're block ice. I was like, I have no problem with it. I'm like, well, now you need to get it. You need, nah, man. No, I'm going to pace it out. I'm taking caution. Don't come over here because somebody sold you and convinced you on that. Another man, by the way, down the street, okay, that happened to be the only other brother in the neighborhood. But I'm thinking like, oh, you bumped him in Walgreens and he just sold you the fact that like, you know what, you need to get vaccinated. I was just like, yeah. I'm like, okay. 
We'll revisit that one down the road. Like, what the <laughs> hell is that, man? Like, we've been talking about, like, I have no problem with you doing it because I'm not one of these, all oh, man, vaccinated. I have to trust the government. I'm just, since I was a kid, in my adult years, I've just never been, never had the flu shot, knock on wood, never got the flu. This is different. I get it because I was the one who was warning y'all this crap was coming once it was coming from Wuhan. But at the end of the day, I'm not one of these radicals that, oh, I'm not, touch- I don't trust, I'm not doing that. I get it. There's people that don't trust the government, but I'm just like, hey, man, right now, Okay, I'm good. I'm going to sit there and ride this thing out. But all of a sudden, you just pop up, hey, by the way, I got you. And then now she's talking about, well, I don't know. Maybe because her daughter is one of those young conspiracy TikTok. Well, you know what? They said this, and this is not you. So she's totally against it. But then her mom starts hearing her mom, and all of a sudden she starts, well, maybe I'm, well, should I go get the second shot? It's too late now. You got to. What are you talking about now? He sold it. I mean, he sold it on it. You let another man convince you to take a shot. That's what you did. But anyway, but yeah, Fury, I mean, it is what it is, man. I didn't really want to see this fight too much anyway. I saw the second one. I think I saw the first one too, but the second one was whatever. I I was more, uh, first of all, I was wanting to see Wilder and Joshua. We never got that one. And then, you know, Wilder goes on and gets Fury. He ends up getting knocked out. So that, and Joshua was the first one to lose anyway. He lost before even Wilder did, but Things happen for a reason, but if, if Sam's telling me that that's going to be rescheduled for October, that's not too bad. I mean, it'll be with football, and we're about to put a champion crown on the NBA. Baseball's at their all-star break. I mean, once football camps a few weeks, August, once you get into August, September, it starts rolling downhill that October will be here before you know it once we get into the fall season. So that's not too bad of a delay. Um but, yeah, but when we get back, uh, we'll start with the NBA. We're going to get to Chris's phone call, but we'll talk with the Suns, who take a commanding 2-0 lead, despite Giannis having 42-12. and I definitely want to get into what I think that means, not just for this series, but kind of bring it full circle what my whole opinion's been about Giannis and the Bucks and Bud any kind of way. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest-growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. Praised for its culture of community, students build meaningful professional relationships with faculty who become partners in your success. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Sam Spin, the one and twos. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Brewster's Backyard Ice House, home of the free popcorn seven days a week, all day, all night. And they're home of the 275. You call it happy hour special every day, Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. Great family atmosphere as well. That is Brewster's Backyard Ice House, official sponsor of the sports crime. Um, all right. So before we get to the phones, um, yeah, so the Suns, you know, they take a commanding 2-0 lead. Um, despite Giannis going 42-12 and 12 rebounds on 40 minutes, by the way. Um, the story in this one, you know, Devin Booker, you know, 31.6 assists, 
Seven from 12 from three-point land, hit some timely threes. Every time Milwaukee looked like they wanted to try to make a run, you know, uh, Devin was stepping up. Chris Paul, you know, 23 points. Um, if you look on the losing side, um, this is really what tells a tale is Giannis's supporting staff. Uh, you know, Chris Milton, uh, we've talked about him quite a bit for the last couple of weeks during the playoffs on the show. 11 points on f- 41 minutes. Uh, five for 16 shooting. Um, Drew Holiday, seven for 21, 17 points. Um, there was a point at one when Giannis had 36 points. The mm-hmm. rest of the Bucks combined had 36 points. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. And see, this is the type of loss. And like losses like this on this particular stage in the NBA Finals, the, where technically we'd be in the month of June, we're in July. But regardless, these losses in the summertime on this stage, these are the ones as of a Giannis stature that you start to think in your head. And it starts to make you wonder signing that early extension, th- that commitment to Milwaukee. Was it a right move? Now, I know you're talking about a Supermax 250, whatever the extension was that he got. Um, I know we've broken down the age difference. And you're like, hey, he's going to get another contract at this time. It's okay. Look, at the end of the day, a guy like Giannis is already, even before that Supermax deal, Giannis is already, not, not every NBA player is in this position, but a guy like Giannis, for the amount of money he's making off the court, even before that Supermax deal, he's already created generational wealth. Okay? That's the big thing in our community in the last few years. For the guys at level, am I, are we creating generational wealth for generations that come above us? That's, that's kind of what the theme is. So at the end of the day, he's already created that. So to me, a guy like Giannis in his position – that's why it didn't shock me, but it kind of surprised that he went ahead and I won't use the word gave in because anybody puts that type of money in front of you, regardless who you are, or you hit the lottery, that's hard to hold on to that ticket. But at the end of the day, it was one of those that did surprise me on how quick he did. Like not maybe that's something I anticipated coming this summer, like make him sweat a little bit. But my point is, is that when you look around and you find out like you got Drew Holiday seven for 21 and that was a big acquisition that was supposed to put them over the hump or maybe legitly possibly have them a big three, and you go out and pour out 42 points and 12 rebounds, that brings into that in question in general. Now, after the game, I know when he was asked about Drew Holiday, he said, hey, Drew will be there with us when we need him. There, you know, Gian, There's one thing I've been, I've been critical of Giannis a lot on this show for the last couple of years. But the one thing I won't take away from him, regardless how I feel that where he needs to be at or how great of athlete is or whatever, is the fact that he's from everything I've heard. And, and you could just tell the way he carries himself. He's a hell of a teammate. I mean, I don't think Giannis is ever going to really throw any of his teammates under the bus. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're also looking at is if we go a little bit west and we go to um, a place called Portland, if you look and read of the things that are coming out of there about Dame Lillard, you're finally looking at a guy that preached loyalty, that preached like, hey, you know, I'm going to do it here. You know, I'm not down to go team up, even though if that's what things are doing. But you're finally seeing a guy, Dame, that's had some early exits in the first round of playoffs, that's had some gentleman sweeps. 
He's finally cracked. He's finally cracked. I mean, when I hear reports saying that, hey, well, Dame, well, Dame wants to handle how he feels about the organization. He wants to keep that in house. That's what's being floated out there. So what that tells me, too, is the same thing that I say about Aaron Rodgers, the same thing I say about certain guys, Russell Wilson. Look, man, you're not going to have it both ways. I've always wanted Dane to speak up like, are you okay with going out in gentlemen's sweeps? Are you okay? Are you going to hold? So he's doing what I've always asked him like he should do. I felt he's always hiding behind, hey, I'm loyal, man. I'm staying here. I'm staying here. Well, yeah, your generation is going to be judged by rings, though. You know, it's like damned if you do. If you run and go join up, they kill you for it. But if you don't have any rings, when it starts, you know, when you stop playing, you become the Charles Barkley of, the, of, of, of your era. And you get picked on and made fun of. So I'm not killing him from making, like, finally saying, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not working with Stotts. Maybe this isn't a place for me. Or maybe, you know, we've tried everything, but we can't get a roster for me to make me contend for a championship. But the point is, though, is you're trying to do it and still win that PR battle. And you're not going to do it. That That's the reason why, again, I know he's in a – it's a tough situation uh, personally with him, but that's the reason why I continue with Deshaun Watson. He said it with his chest out. But bringing it back to full circle, the reason why I'm even bringing up uh, Dame is because with Giannis, there's going to come to a time, I feel, and he signed this year contract that you have more games like this in the playoffs in the summer where it counts, and you just don't have those right guys, whether it's the coaching. Because I do think some of his coaching. I think, you know, Monty has really basically ran circles around Bud a little bit in the first two games. And only because that is, is because just they, they, you know, by this time you are who you are. The Bucks are who they are. They, they shoot a high volume of threes. If they don't make them, their defense is spotty in ways. You know, Chris Paul has talked about it. They wanted to up the tempo. They wanted to play at a high pace, which they've accomplished in the last two games. And they just look like the better team. Phoenix just looks like they're the better and the deeper team and more weapons on the court. You know, so I'm not going to put this all on Bud, but the truth of it is, is that I don't believe, and I've said this, I don't think Bud is the guy that's going to get them over the hump. And if Giannis is already committed to you, and Milwaukee's going to be in the same challenges, I, you know, I was saying this last night, you know, Tim Duncan was averaging like 30 and 10 and winning titles and winning league MVPs. And we couldn't get nobody to really want to come down and play with him from a high, like from a from a caliber all star. I'm not talking about role players, or I'm not talking about the the Michael Finleys of the world. I ain't talking about the Robert Orries. I'm talking about the big dogs. Like like said, hey man, I'll take less money to go down and play with Tim. And let me tell you, Giannis ain't no Tim Duncan. <laughs> okay, he ain't Tim. I mean, he's he's gifted. He's got that. But so my thing is, Giannis is going to have them challenges, too, where no matter what you do, it's going to be challenged to get guys to want to go live and play in Milwaukee. So I just question like, yes, in certain NBA players, you can't pass up that kind of money, especially if you're young like Giannis. You got to get that, especially if you're talking about 180, 150. But if you're talking about a Supermax, but if you're talking about Giannis, that's gifted to have all this money off the court already. All this money, you can kind of play the game kind of like LeBron. Well, hey, well, you know, I'm going to commit to two years. Let's see what's up. Because eventually, if Dame's getting tired of it, Giannis is going to get tired of it, too, when you put in performances like that. When we get back, we'll get to Chris's phone call. We'll get to Cowboy James. You listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back.
All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Sam Spin, the one and two, 736-9760. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company <clears throat> Excuse me, that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. Definitely going to need them after this week. Make sure you reach out to them. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um. Yeah, man, that's my thoughts on that and that game. Um, but the I mean, we could talk about um, coaching, Bud. I, I, I beat that over like a dead horse, and we could talk about Giannis and all that. But at the end of the day, still some basketball left to be played. You know, they say no series starts to the home team, loses the game, whatever you want to say. But through two games, they just look like they're the better team. Uh, they look like they're the deeper team and the better team. I'm pretty sure Milwaukee, it wouldn't shock me, Milwaukee comes out and throws haymakers out in game three, three gets that. <clears throat> but, you know, Suns have closed out quite a bit of series on the road in this one. Um, so with that said, they you're looking at, I mean, I don't know if Milwaukee is good enough to hold serve at home in two straight games. But we'll see. That's why they play the game. But let's go to the phones. Let's go to Chris. Chris, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Cal? As always, man, thanks for taking my call. No hey, let me just say, bro, you've been, you've been holding it down all week, man, and I wouldn't be opposed to just you and Sam running the, the program from now on, dude. That's pretty dope. I like it. Appreciate I like, it. Uh, I like your takes, man, and you keep it real, dude. That's what I like. But real mm-hmm. quick, man, uh, after, you know, Giannis was in the paint, man. He was he was balling yesterday, and it made me upset that he didn't have any help, man. Little team and, and uh, old boy didn't do anything to help him out. Holiday didn't do it. All they did was hold it down on D. But, uh... My question is, how surprised would you be if Milwaukee came back and won the two ball games at home and then took a series lead by winning one in in, in, in uh, Phoenix, man? I'm out of here, man. And uh, like I said, keep it real, man. I, I, I listen to you all, all the time. And, uh, I'm all out. right, Chris. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, I, would be, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'd be surprised. I mean, if they were able to come back from a 2-0 deficit the way Phoenix has been playing, I mean, you can look at Chris Paul and tell he smells it. I mean, he understands that, like, you know, look, whether you want to talk about who's not here, who was hurt, all that stuff is not going to be remembered. I mean, this is going to put Chris Paul, the way he did it, I always said that they were, they, you know, LeBron, Carmelo, you know, kept those guys, the banana boat buddy crew. They always like Chris Paul is that guy that they, they're their guy. They, they, they like him. But I think that LeBron and a lot of these other guys, they don't know if they could really play with Chris Paul because they know that he's that. So they've never, in my opinion, only looking from afar, not having inside information or anything like that. It's always looked like, yeah, Chris is cool, but I don't know if we want to put him on this. I don't know if we want to do that. So for him to get pretty much have to go with Houston, Harden, Houston, that didn't work. Houston kind of left him for dead, shipped him to OKC, you know, to go to Oklahoma. Then you lead that team to the play, make them a playoff team, or you, or, or you know, you lead them to a lot of wins when they had lost, you know, Kevin Durant, Westbrook, all that, and you just up with a bunch of young guys. Then you go to a team that didn't even qualify for the playoffs really last year to have them in the Western Conference Finals, and on top of that, if you win the whole thing, it's definitely going to justify a lot and put Chris Paul up to even with one title, you know, because I think even if they did, he didn't win a ring he was still going to go down as one of the better point guards ever played. But I think the way he did it, and he's really the focal point of the leader with a young guy like Devin Booker on his side, you know, Aiden, which I can't keep saying enough about Aiden. I mean, honestly, um, 
I didn't really expect Aiden to play this aggressively and this good for his first playoff because he's playing different. I keep saying this because I want to give him his flyers, but he's playing different than even he did in the 72 games. So, you know, I, I just feel that this is, you could tell by Chris Paul, especially in his performance in game one and then even game two, he's being aggressive. Um, you know, he's locked in and he smells it. He smells it. Seven three six nine seven sixty. Let's keep it going. Let's go to uh, Cowboy James. Cowboy James, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket Seven Sixty. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Cal? What's How up, you going, All right, bro. What's up, man? All right. Hey, I just got a quick comment about the Tyson uh, series. Okay. Hey, uh, like Sam said, it's been rescheduled for October. But you know, a while back when it when it first got scheduled, you and Rudy, you know, y'all had said. What happens if Wilder wins? Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you what happens if Wilder wins. We're going to see it again. Because there's no way that the pride of either one of these two men are going to let it stay at one and one. Somebody's going to have to say, I beat you twice. Unless Fury wins, even a draw for Wilder is a loss. Because, you know, you didn't beat me twice. So we're going to see it again. So as far as Joshua Fury or Joshua Wilder, we may not see that for a minute because I'm sure Fury got a prize in his contract, but if he loses, he gets a rematch. So we're going to see this one more time if Wilder wins. But as a boxing fan, but as a boxing fan, James, and evidently you got a passion for boxing because you call up here a lot of boxing. Do you want to see it again? But do you want to see this again? As a boxing fan, yeah, I would see it again because, I mean, just think of the fight. Hearn and Hagler, Sugar Ray, you know, Duran, you know, uh, Ali, Ali and Frazier. Okay, how many times did Ali and Frazier fight? I mean, you know, we're talking about the big boys. Right, you I know? got you. So, somebody got to come out and see the thing about it is they trying to unify those belts. And so Joshua has that other belt. The belts haven't been unified since Tyson. When the Calypso brothers had it, didn't both of them have a belt? They weren't going to fight each other. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. I hear I hear you. Thanks for the phone call, James. Thanks for checking in with us, man. Uh, be safe. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just it comes down to um, – Sam's crazy. It just comes down to where – I would you see, when you talk about – you know, Ali, Frazier, and Ham. There's nothing with these two fights has even breathed close that that's even something that we're on. And I'm not saying that's what you were saying, James, but I just think there's nothing, that's nothing that these two fights that we've seen from Wilder and Fury that sees that, oh, this is definitely going to be a classic to want to see this three or four times. I can be wrong depending on what happens in October, but that's just the way it feels. But I, I see what your angle on the business side of what you're trying to say, James. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. 